Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For my small bookstore to thrive, I can't just sell books. So I created a radio ad at iHeartAdBuilder.com to tell everyone about our author events, our story hours for kids, and our amazing lattes. Now we're busier than ever. I'd call that a success story. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Eliza Dushku testified before a House Judiciary Committee about allegedly being sexually harassed by her Bull co-star, Michael Weatherly. Tom Holland and Zendaya talked about wishing they could have more privacy in their relationship. And we're talking with fourth grade teacher and TikToker, Mr. Kyle Cohen, about his experience as an educator. It's November 17th, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so Shyla, I could talk about Bella Hadid for so long, not because I like her, but because she makes me want to shake my fist all of the time. Just I don't know. Shaking you, your fist. <laughs> shaking my, yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know if you saw this most recent interview she did, but she basically was trying to be relatable and saying, like, I didn't even grow up with Louboutins. Like her mom wouldn't let her get them. And I'm like, that's not relatable. Cause it's like everyone on the internet is like, we, you're, you were still wealthy growing up. Y- you had horses. Right. Like she had so many things. And I'm just like, first of all, where would you wear Louboutins? If you are <laughs> like, honestly, at 15 and 16 years old, where are you going where you're wearing heels at all? Um, and secondly, like you said, this is so unrelatable. I mean, this is just completely different. I, I would beg my mom for just like, I don't know, like Sanrio, like pencils, because I was a nerd. But like, <laughs> <laughs> or like the Skechers with the wheels. But like, right. that's not the same. <laughs> right. Okay. So your mom didn't want to buy you $800 shoes. Boohoo. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to something more serious. Buffy and Bring It On star Eliza Dushku spoke in front of a House Judiciary Committee to talk about how her former Bull co-star, Michael Weatherly, allegedly sexually harassed her, as well as the subsequent forced arbitration at CBS. After telling the committee that she was told the role would be a, quote, six-year commitment to play a smart, strong, leading lady, written specifically with me in mind, Eliza said, 
However, in my first week on my new job, I found myself the brunt of crude, sexualized, and lewd verbal assaults. I suffered near constant sexual harassment from my co-star. This was beyond anything I had experienced in my 30-year career. My male co-star, who was also one of the show's producers, would frequently refer to me as legs. He would smell me and leeringly look me up and down. She went on to say that after she asked him to tone down his comments, he texted the head of CBS Studios and she was fired the following day. I hate everything about this. In the interview, she says that she experienced a lot of other things that we're just not going to share, but like, it's very terrible. No, it is. I mean, it is like, it, it is so upsetting to hear. Yes, honestly, legs was the least horrible thing. And that just goes to show you the bar. But then the fact that she asked him to tone down his comments, like, you have to be really brave to assert yourself and to ask someone to stop basically harassing you, that takes a lot of courage. And then to do that only to have it backfire in such a terrible way. I mean, that means that the person, the head of CBS Studios, basically put that over her safety and her comfort level. Like, you know what I mean? Mm, Oh, 100%. And, you know, this is actually interesting. It's connected to what we were talking about earlier this week of, you know, like how now it's hard to watch some things when you know something about an actor that has done something bad. And for people who don't know, he was also on the many, many seasons of NCIS. And lots of people are like, wow, um, I'm having trouble watching that show. I can't watch Bull. Like, this is just so upsetting. I mean, it really is. It's still on the air, right? Bull? Who knows, Shyla? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I hate that. In other news, after basically confirming to GQ that they are in fact dating, Tom Holland and Zendaya talked about wishing they had had more privacy and how it felt for the world to find out about their relationship via a paparazzi photo of them kissing. Tom said, quote, I've always been really adamant to keep my private life private because I share so much of my life with the world anyway. We sort of felt robbed of our privacy. While Zendaya said, quote, It was quite strange and weird and confusing and invasive. And quote, I think loving someone is a sacred thing and a special thing and something you want to deal with and go through and experience and enjoy amongst the two people that love each other. Oh, I mean, all all of that's true. Nothing they're saying is wrong. It's just that it is this unfortunate catch 22 of being famous. But I do think that there is when you're able to set boundaries like this and say it, it's like hopefully people will start to respect it. Paparazzi won't. They won't. But maybe other fans will. Yeah, you know, I feel bad because it was like, was I one of those people who was greedily like reading everything about them that weekend when those photos came out? Yes, because I had been waiting for them to confirm something. You know, I ship them so much. But it is like, I totally agree with them that like, you want your relationship to be just the two of you, especially I feel like at the beginning, which theirs is. But you know, something that I love about this interview is that Tom went on to just like completely gush about her and talk about how amazing she is. Just like, wow, I love this for both of you. (laughs) All right. So the past couple of years have been difficult for everyone, but it's been especially difficult for teachers. So when a fourth grade teacher from Cleveland started posting TikTok videos about the lack of support he and his colleagues receive, it's no surprise that he instantly started going viral. Today, we're talking with Mr. Kyle Cohen about his experience as an underpaid educator. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate being here. So you're an educator here in the U.S. First of all, thank you for the work you do, especially the last couple of years. Um, But before we get into your recent social media success, would you just tell us what inspired you to become a teacher? 
Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty funny for me. I never really wanted to become a teacher. I was not one of those people who grew up with the hopes and dreams of becoming a teacher. I actually wanted to be a doctor. I grew up always wanting to go into medicine. I worked at summer camp my entire life, loved Grey's Anatomy, enjoyed watching ER growing up. So for me, I thought medicine was for me. And I got to my freshman chemistry course at the Ohio State University. And I quickly realized that this was not something that was bringing me joy and fulfillment whatsoever. Um, so I, I made a segue into the world of psychology, thinking I can still work in a clinical setting with kids and do those things that I really enjoy. But then again, research wasn't really something I was enjoying. I then heard about a program called Teach for America. And in short, Teach for America is a program that puts recent college graduates or college educated folks in general in some of the most challenging classroom settings in our country with the ultimate goal of one day achieving an education system that is equitable for all kids. And I worked in a low-income school in the greater Cleveland area for two years. I taught in a classroom of students with a wide range of special needs, all from low-income backgrounds had a transformative experience working at that school for two years. And during that time, I quickly realized that this was the field that I want to be in and pursued my master's degree during that time as well in educational leadership with, again, just hoping that I can continue down this path of hopefully providing all kids in this country an education they deserve. That is so wholesome. Um, so now that you figured out that this is what's right for you. Can you tell us where and what you teach? Yeah, I teach fourth grade, like a general education classroom in Cleveland, Ohio, and like more of a suburb of like the Cleveland Akron area. So, you know, you recently posted a video to TikTok in which you talked about how much money you get paid as a teacher. Can you tell us about that first video you made and why you chose to make it? Yeah. Um, back when the pandemic started, both out of boredom and interest of doing this, I started some social media accounts to just share my um, teaching journey. Also knowing that we were entering a time that was unlike anything we've ever experienced, especially in education. So I started a YouTube channel, was posting videos to YouTube. I then moved on to Instagram and TikTok as well. And I saw this trend going around TikTok where people were posting about how much money they made. And I was blown away by some of the videos I was seeing of how much money people are getting paid to do a wide range of jobs. And it made me think back to my first year of teaching at the charter school I was working at where I was making $31,000. And everything that I am creating for social media. I just want to have a conversation about the current realities in education. And I want people who are in education and not to really understand what some of these real teachers and students are experiencing in our country. So my thought was with that video, I would be able to start a conversation and here we are having it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, the response to the video was fairly divided. You had some people in the comment section showing their support, including other educators, but there was also a contingent of commenters who thought your salary was completely reasonable. For example, one user wrote, quote, I feel like teachers get what they deserve. They have three months off, weekends off, every holiday off, etc. So this is reasonable pay. Were you surprised to see reactions like this? Yes and no. Given our current political landscape in this country, it doesn't surprise me that so many people were supportive of that salary of $31,000. And I think it just really speaks to the current times that we're in, how divided things are, where people view education in terms of the greater 
job landscape and how we value our teachers and just also a lack of knowledge in terms of what it actually takes to operate a successful classroom, which again, fueled the following video. So I know that this question probably won't have a simple answer, but do you have a sense as to how pay has gotten this bad in the American education system? Like, how did we get to this point? Yeah, absolutely. We're we're dealing with a few things. So <laughs> we're dealing with, I think, years and years and years of undervaluing educators and the work that they're doing and not having this conversation about where we can go in terms of how we treat our educators. And I also think we're at this current point in our education system as a result of systemic inequities that persist across the board um, in our country, systemic racism that persists across the board in our country. And we're really looking at students who grow up in one zip code that have a dramatically different educational experience than students who grow up in a different zip code. And these are system issues, right? Like this isn't because of my teaching. This isn't because of the teacher who was here 30 years before me teaching the way they were. These are issues that have been persisting in this country for a really long time. And there's something that we need to address immediately. All right, we'll, we'll be right back with more from Kyle Cohen. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Being a real estate agent isn't about listing houses. It's about connecting to people. I need to find new buyers every day. So I promote my listings using radio commercials from iHeartAdBuilder.com. Now every time I have an open house, it's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. Welcome back. We're talking with fourth grade teacher and TikToker Kyle Cohen about being an educator. I have to imagine being a teacher during the height of the pandemic was one of the hardest jobs to have at that time, not to mention all the subsequent mask and vaccine debates that center around the classroom. What has your experience been like over the last year and a half, especially in terms of the resources that teachers have been provided with? Yeah, absolutely. In March of 2020, I was in the second year of teaching at the charter school I was talking about earlier. At that time, when we locked down in March of 2020, we thought we were going on an extended spring break for about two weeks. So teachers went in, we created some packets to send out to our students for them to come pick up at school and for our administrative staff to actually go deliver to students. 
we were able to contact most, but not all students, families, some just we were unable to reach at the time, but we were very positive thinking it really was only going to be two weeks. We then obviously realized that it was going to be far more than that. And it would be the rest of the school year. We didn't have the infrastructure to sustain remote learning at the school I was at. We had one Chromebook card of laptops for roughly five classrooms. So there weren't enough devices for all of these students. So it was a cycle of creating packets, sending them out in that like never ending cycle. There were some students who actually never picked up their packets or we were unable to actually find an address for them. The challenges that we faced at that school were then dramatically different from the challenges that were faced at my school where I currently work at now. When I got hired here in the fall of 2020 to start last school year, we were one of the only districts in our area that were able to return to in-person instruction. We had students starting on a hybrid schedule in the beginning of last school year, actually then rolled into a full in-person model, which further highlighted the inequities in our system when some students were continuing remote learning, which we all know as educators is not the best way to be educating our students. They were continuing their online learning when my students were continuing to get farther and farther ahead, further highlighting those inequities. And now as an educator currently in 2021, embarking on 2022, where this pandemic is still real and we're still dealing with the repercussions of the pandemic, I actually believe that this school year is more challenging than last school year. This school year, we're experiencing the labor shortage that everyone is experiencing, but in education. So we don't have substitute teachers. So when I need to take out for a doctor's appointment or my colleague has a sick kid at home, we need to figure that out and we have to cover somehow. We, like among our staff, have to figure that out. Additionally, educators are under attack and this field is under attack. We just saw school board elections that rattled communities where teachers and school boards and superintendents are being attacked for things like critical race theory, for social emotional learning, for all of these big topics that are being talked about in our media. So we're not only undervaluing our teachers, in our school systems, we're now also attacking them as well. And, you know, to bring that back to your salary and teacher salaries in general, I mean, it sounds like you're doing way more work than anyone signed up for without that extra pay. A hundred percent. And I mean, no one goes into the field of education <laughs> for the pay. That's, that's not why anyone signs up for this job. But we do sign up for this job to make an impact and to have a meaningful impact on the lives of kids. But when you're unable to afford your own life because of that money that you're making, it's just never ending challenges. So in that vein, just to wrap up, what can you tell everyone out there like things they might not know about being a teacher in the U.S. and if there's anything that the general public can be doing to help our educators? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is continuing these conversations. I think it starts at the local level and I think it continues into the broader national level. I also think following teachers, whether it has been on TikTok and we've been getting that conversation out and things like that. I know that I'm posting on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok at Mr. Kyle Cohen, sharing my story and my journey. I think it's really important that we're having these conversations to not only educate about what the realities are in our schools, but to hopefully create some meaningful change so that we don't find ourselves in this never ending cycle. Well, Kyle, seriously, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. 
And remember, teachers deserve all the money and support in the world. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you go for your podcasts. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of the biggest stories on BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Peacock streaming the world's biggest sporting events, exclusive originals, and the latest movies. This February, we've got Super Bowl 56 and the 2022 Winter Olympics. Peacock Originals Bel Air from executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios. Damn! Plus tons of new movies every week, including Marry Me, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. In theaters and streaming only on Peacock, Valentine's Day. With all this and so much more to love, sign up now at PeacockTV.com. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver, and on my podcast, Mini Questions, I put together a little experiment. I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry. I did have a revelation. It was at CBGB's, as a matter of fact. I was waiting for the audience to give it to me, give it to me. Then I realized that I had to make them. I had to command them artist and creative juggernaut Goldie. And I walk up to the mountain, I hike up. Just being in that environment and seeing life and death in front of you, right in front of you. And I go up there and scream and cry and and, and laugh and I find that being the happiest. And many more. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.